Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. God, you are in this place, you wherever your people are. God, you are moving in our lives, you're doing a new thing in our lives. You're doing a new thing in your church. And Lord, as we now listen to your word, Holy Spirit, speak to us very clearly. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed financially. I want to be a financially blessed man. I want to, I want to experience financial blessings. Financial growth, financial increase. But I'm sure you also want to be blessed financially. You want to experience financial growth and increase. None of us wants to stay where we are today forever financially. We want to see change, not so. We want to see a difference. We want to move somewhere. And can I tell you something? God wants to bless you financially. He wants to increase you financially. He wants you to grow financially so that when your needs are met, you'll become a blessing. You'll become a channel of God's blessings to other people. Like those stories we've heard of what God is doing in Israel. And so last weekend, we introduced a sermon series on God's plan for financial blessings. As we prepare for the miracle missions offering that we're going to give in 2023, 1.5 million US dollars, God will give us ability to raise that money. You know, the, the scripture that we use, that we refer to, that we are banking our sermon series on is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And this is what Paul told the, the Corinthian believers. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Last week, we learned some principles concerning God's plan for financial blessing. We learned that God is the source of everything we need. Is the source of the finances we need. And God cares about providing for us. He cares about meeting our needs. And God wants us to abound, to increase, to flourish, to excel in doing good works. One of the good works is generosity, giving to advance the kingdom of God. And so today as we continue talking about God's plan for financial blessing, because God has a plan. To bless us. He has a plan to increase us financially. I want to talk about tithes and offerings. So everybody, let's say tithes and offerings. Now say it because God is going to speak to you today. <laughs> one, two, three, go. Oh, come on, one more time. Very, very good. So what does God's word Tell us, say to us about tithes and offerings. You see, the 
are principles that God has put in place that position us to experience his blessing financially. There are principles that he has established and they are timeless. They apply to people at all times, regardless of what economic situation you're in, what social context you're in, regardless of the times we live in, God has established financial principles, principles concerning finances that we need to practice. And when we practice them, hey, we will experience financial blessing. And so one of those principles is bringing a tithe and an offering to God. And so let's turn to Malachi chapter 3 from verse 6 to 12. This was God speaking to Malachi. Malachi was a, a prophet who ministered to the Israelites who had returned from captivity. And so his audience was the people who were in Judah, who were in Jerusalem. They had come back from Judah. They had re rebuilt the temple, but there was something that happened that God was not pleased with. So from verse 6, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. God is really talking about his patience with his people. He did not destroy them because he's a patient God. All sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances, from my decrees, from my commands, and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you. Come back to me. Repent and come back to me and I will come back to you, says the Lord of hosts or the Lord Almighty. But you say, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you, God? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. My blessing is no longer on you and in, on, on what you do. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, a place where they will be kept, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, in this aspect of bringing your tithes and offerings, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Wow, that is abundant blessing. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes on your behalf so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you'll be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts, says the Lord Almighty. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise for his word? So when the people, after rebuilding the temple that the Babylonians had destroyed, something went wrong. People walked away from the ways of God. People dishonored God in several ways. And some men divorced their wives. They became unfaithful to their wives. People were cheating. People were lying. In fact, people were bringing to God lame animals. 
They were bringing to God injured animals, sick animals. And God was not pleased because he felt dishonored. He felt disrespected. In fact, in chapter 1, verse 6, God said this to the, to the Israelites. As a son honors his father and a servant his master. Let me read it again. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If I am a father to you, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me, says the Lord Almighty. So the Israelites dishonored God in a number of ways. And in chapter 3 that we have read, they dishonored God by not following, following his command to them to bring tithes into his house into the temple to take care of the Levites, to take care of the people that God had raised, had set aside to minister in the temple, to pastor the nation of Israel. So God was not pleased with them. So what does God say? He says, hey, come back, return, repent, and honor me by bringing tithes and offerings to my house. Hey, friends, God says the same thing to us today. Honor me with tithes and offerings. Honor me with your finances. That is the word of God to us today. Honor me with your tithes and offerings. Honor me with your money because I'm your source. I'm the one who gives you ability to make wealth, to create wealth. I'm the one who provides for you. I'm the one who provided that job for you. I'm the one who enabled you to attain that education. I'm the one who connected you to that organization. I'm the one who opened that door of promotion for you. I'm the one who gave you good health. I'm the one who gave you strength. I'm the one who gave you skills and knowledge. Honor me with your finances. And specifically by bringing tithes and offerings. To my house. And here at Watoto Church, we actually don't say, give the Lord a tithe. We say return. Why? Because a tithe belongs to the Lord. A tithe is holy to the Lord. A tithe is dedicated to the Lord. So what is a tithe? What is it? And there must not be confusion about it. <laughs> By the way, before I... I just, uh, I, I explain what a tithe is in, in, in uh, uh, very simply. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9, from verse 9 to 10, tells us that honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns, your storehouses, your, your, your farm storehouses will be, um, will be overflowing, will be filled to overflowing, and your vats, containers, your containers of wine will brim over with new wine. Well, today, to apply that to us, God says, honor me with your wealth, and then, you know, your finances will keep increasing. Your bank accounts will not run dry. All right? So what is a tithe? Well, a tithe is 10% 10, is 10 of your income. 10% of my income. A tenth. Of your income. So, for example, if you get 
through whatever source, 100 million Uganda shillings. How much is 10% of that? That's 10 million shillings. So if you get 2,000 US dollars, how much is 10% of that? 200 US dollars. It is simple mathematics. And can, you tell you, can I tell you something? God says, well, the 90%, I want to use that to provide for you and also to use you to bless other people. 90% remains with you. Give me only 10%. Can you imagine? Wow, God is not mean. God is not a robber. Satan is a robber. Our God is a giver. Our God is generous. And some people are so, what do I, I mean, do I tithe my gross or net income? All right. When you are given a job, you receive an appointment letter from the HR, Human Resource Department. They will, not, they will state clearly in your appointment letter that this is your gross income, gross monthly remuneration. They will not tell you, hey, your income is the net, net income. No. So what you earn is your gross. So yes, the government will take some of it, and other people will take some of it, but it's your income. So you tithe your gross, not your net, net income. And the tax body in Uganda here, and in your nation, a tax body in your nation, when they come to you for taxes, they will not tell you to tax, to deduct tax from your net income. They will tell you to deduct tax from your gross income. Now, let me tell you something. Who is the giver? Who gives us wealth? Who gives us ability to make wealth? Who gives us job? Who blesses us with good health so we can work? It is our God. Now, if God is asking us to give him a 10%, wow, we should be excited. We should do it with joy. We should not do it begrudgingly. We should not be complaining because God is the source of everything we need. Satan is the one who tells people, ah, 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 ah. does that money really go to heaven? Those pastors are after her money. They just want to take her money. I mean... All the time they're talking about tithes and offerings. I mean, the devil wants to rob you of the blessings God wants to pour into your life, into your family, into your company, into your organization. I tell you, I'm telling you the truth because God wants to bless you financially so your needs are met and so that you can be a blessing to other people. And then, of course, there's this question about, it keeps coming up. So, where do I take my tithe? Is it a ministry of my choice? Um, am I free to give it to anybody? Well, God told the Israelites in chapter 10 of, of Malachi chapter 3, he said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be food in my house. Today, the house of God is the church. This is the house. What of the church is the house of God? If Watoto Church is your church, you bring your tithe here. Don't take your tithe to another ministry, to another man of God, to another woman of God. You can bless them with, a, with an offering. That's okay. You can, I think I hear people talk about 
you know, sowing a seed. You can sow a seed there. But when it comes to your tithe, bring it to your church. Take your tithe to your local church where you're nurtured, where you're, you're being blessed, where you're accountable. And there are people who say, well, the church, I belong to the universal church of Jesus Christ. You need to decide to belong to one specific spiritual family. So, 10% of our income. And there are people who say, look, well, we are now under grace. We are no longer under the law. We are New Testament Christians. That tithing thing happened in the times of the law. Please. So let me read. Let me read <laughs> what God, what Abraham did in, uh, in, in Genesis. Genesis chapter 14, I think. Am I right? Genesis chapter 14. Can you just show it there? After his return, after Abraham's return from the defeat of Kedoloma, oh, I pronounced that name well, a difficult name to pronounce, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet Abraham at the valley of Sheva. That is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God most high. All right, and he blessed him, who Abraham, and said, Blessed be Abraham by God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. He did that before the law was instituted. Oh, meaning tithing is a lifestyle. It should be a lifestyle, not just ticking the box of following the law. Jacob, on his way to Haran, he was fleeing from his, his, his brother Esau. He remember, he cheated Esau of his blessing. So on his way to Haran, to, to his, where his uncle Laban lived, God spoke to him in a, in a dream, and Jacob made a promise to God that he would give a tenth of everything that God would bless him with. Wow, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? It is not just a ritual we perform when we are bringing our tithe. We are expressing our gratitude to God when we bring a tithe to God's house. We are telling God, God, everything belongs to you. I'm only returning a portion to you. We're saying, God, you're fast in my life. Money is not fast in my life. We are telling God, you're more important to me than money. After all, money comes and goes, but God stays with us forever. So, very quickly, let me just talk about uh, the offering. So we bring the tithe to the house of God and it belongs to God. It is the Lord's. I'm not going to read all the scriptures that talk about that. But what is an offering? An offering is simply a free will offering. I, I know I'm not, I'm not defining it the way you expected me to define, but I want to keep it simple. It is a free will offering. You voluntarily give it. Nobody, there's no fixed amount of an offering. 
you decided in your heart to give to the Lord, to express your gratitude to God, to express, um, you know, your heart for God. You know what God has done in your life. You know how God has been faithful to you, how he has watched over you, protected you, taken care of you. Hey, you give an offering to give thanks to him, to express your, your gratitude to him. And we see in the Bible, Abel brought offerings to God, offerings of grain. And Noah offered birds and animals as a sacrifice to God after, 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 when God spared him and his family from a flood. And then there's a poor widow who gave um, two small copper, copper coins. And Jesus commanded that widow. In fact, Jesus said, other people have given out of their wealth. But this widow has given everything she had. That is all she had. So, so we see those examples of people bringing offerings, you know, to God. And um, in Exodus chapter 35 from verse 4 to 5. Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have, take an offering to the Lord. Everyone who is willing is to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. And then verse 21, from verse 21 to 22. And everyone who was willing and whose heart moved, moved him, let me read that again. And everyone who was willing and whose heart moved him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, for all its service and for the sacred garments. All who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds. Brooches, those were the uh, decorative jewelry, earrings, rings, and ornaments. They all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. So, I mean, we bring an offering of thanksgiving to God. Free will, it's not something that you're forced to do. In fact, Paul talks about you deciding in your heart to give whatever you want to give. And not because you are forced or coerced but because you love Jesus, because you recognize him as the Lord of your life and the Lord of everything you own, including your finances. And then he says, God loves a cheerful giver. Now, at Watoto Church, every year, we bring to the Lord, we give the Lord a special, generous, big, huge, extravagant offering. We call it the Miracle Missions Offering. On November 5th, first weekend of November, we're going to bring that offering to the Lord. Oh, I love it. It's a wave offering because we'll be dancing. Okay. <laughs> we'll be dancing. And Pastor Brian will be leading in worship, I hope. I think so. Well, we come in jubilation. We give that offering to the Lord. And that offering we give goes into advancing the kingdom of God. You've heard the story of what God is doing through that ministry. We supported financially from our miracle missions offering. You've heard what God is doing through such a ministry. Do you want to see lives impacted across the world? Do you want to see campuses, more campuses planted here in Kampala, in other cities here in Uganda, and also in Africa, in South Sudan? Do you want to see God touch many lives, lives of thousands and thousands of people? Hey, 
one way you can do that is by investing in God's kingdom by bringing an offering to God. So get ready. Pray about it. Set aside some money. Uh, in 2020, God laid a figure on my wife's heart. And so it was for our miracle missions offering. It was a huge figure. I told my wife, is it God speaking to you or this is just you? My wife, Shirley. And so after a week, I, I had peace in my heart about it. And we gave that miracle offering. We had wanted to use that money to fix something on our house. So it was actually painful. It was sacrificial. But two months later, my high school friend called me and said, I want to come and visit you. Now, nobody at that time, because of the lockdown, nobody was driving. People were just walking or riding motorcycles. No, not motorcycles, bicycles. They were traveling on motorcycles from point A to point B. And so he comes in a big land cruiser with a military escort because he's in a different league from me, from my league. So he shows up and then walks around the house and he sees we didn't have a balcony for our bedroom. And then he, he walked up to the guest bathroom and he noticed mm, the staircase is not in a good state. It was a makeshift staircase. He says, no, 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 no. Get an engineer, a good engineer, a professional one, and give me, a, give, me a, give me a quote to construct the balcony. And then he says, get a good carpenter, not a quack carpenter. It's like, we got a good one. And I tell you what, as I speak today, we have a balcony for our master bedroom. We have a new staircase. God, I mean God. Not, not, not double, not triple. He gave us back five times more than we had given. God takes note of your giving. God takes note of your faithfulness. God records in his book your giving. I'm telling you, God will bless you financially if you honor God with your finances by bringing a tithe to his house and giving him an offering. So let me end with this. With the blessing of honoring God with our finances. Wow. God told the Israelites, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord Almighty. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven. And pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Just keep it there. What did God tell them? Say, hey guys, return to me by bringing a tithe to my house. And offerings to my house to support my work. And you will see how much I will bless you. Can I tell you something? God will release financial blessing in your life, in your family, in your organization, in your company. I can assure you, because it is God speaking. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Yes, Satan is a robber who comes to steal from us. He's a thief who comes to steal from us. He does. No, from, one time to the, uh, from one time to the other, he does strike us. He does. He does hit our finances. But God 
has promised he will rebuke the devourer. Not you. It's not you to rebuke, rebuke him. It's not me to rebuke him. It is God who will rebuke him. And if you have lost your finances, you've lost your business, you've lost a job, can I tell you something? It's a matter of time. God will give you back what you have lost. He will restore. Be faithful in tithing and giving an offering. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. You will never, never fail to flourish. That's what God says. You will never, never fail to prosper. It's not Calvin or Ula speaking. It is the Spirit of God. He will continually cause you to be fruitful. And finally, and all nations will call you blessed. <laughs> for you'll be a blessed, delightful land says the Lord of hosts. You know, people will notice the blessing of God in your life. They'll notice the blessing of God in your finances, in your businesses, as God moves. And they will say, look at what God has done. I know a gentleman who, when he lost his job, continued tithing. He never stopped. And then he began a consultancy firm. And God gave him business. The first job he got after establishing his consultancy firm, he gave more than 10% as his tithe. Can I tell you something as I end and Pastor Brian is coming? Hey, 10% is just the beginning, starting point. Some of you say, can I give more as my tithe? Yes, you can give more to honor God who is your source? Who is your provider? Who is your help? Who is your refuge and your fortress? He is for you and with you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, hey,